0: Oh, man, this used to be a good neighborhood.
1: I don't know what the deal is. The cops, they're barely here.
0: I know. I mean, it's just awful to have such a diverse group of people. You've got a old Jewish couple. You've got a Cuban exile. You've got a, a little kid. You know, this street used to be full of businesses, but they've all gone the way of the buffalo. In fact, the only building left standing on this street is that one laundromat. I think I see I think I see the owner out there. Through
1: thick and thin, Dan's been here. God, He's keeping this neighborhood clean.
0: There he, there he is right there. Hey, hey, hey Dan. Hey,
2: what are you guys? What are
0: you going to get, an ice cream? Uh, hey, you just out for a stroll?
2: I'm th- I'm thinking about buying buying me a new Cadillac.
1: Oh, that's nice. You should treat yourself, man. You've earned it.
2: Yeah, you know. Through thick and thin, even uh even though these these punks still needed to to wash their leather jackets and stuff, so. I've been doing
1: all right. You thinking of buying it all in quarters?
2: Well, that's what what I get paid in.
0: Wait, you that you you wash the leather jackets?
2: Well, we steam them, you know, get the blood stains out.
0: Well, I can see why the neighborhood's flipped over if you're down here washing leather.
1: You'd think those crazy psychos would want the bloodstains on their leather
0: jackets. It makes them look more
2: worn, so they'd think that looks pretty cool.
0: I thought heavy use made a leather look more worn, but maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe it just needs soap and water.
2: Uh, You know, that and all the purse snatching that goes on around here. I mean, scraping up against the sides of these bore out fucking buildings that we have around here
0: hey did did you guys see that guy get shot in the street the other day
1: oh fuck that guy
0: yeah i hated that guy (sighs) oh i'm glad he's dead yeah woke me up every night at 3 a.m laughing maniacally as he ran through
1: the streets yeah i could give two shits about him purse snatching it was the giggling that got old
2: my cousin up on the 4th floor, he broke in at 2 in the morning just to throw a TV out the window. And then he left.
0: My wow. my cousin told me that guy laughed so much because his his whole torso was being compressed by his washed leather jacket.
1: Have you seen the the um the
0: 60-year-old ripped guy that moved in? Oh yeah, that guy is nuts.
2: That mustache. <laughs> Mhm. Gives no fucks.
1: I don't even think he speaks English.
0: It just seems to be a dialect of somewhere.
2: Does he know Kung Fu?
0: All I know is the guy is dating someone that is 35 years his younger. I hear she's his caseworker.
1: Wonder what he did. Seems like it wouldn't hurt a fly, though.
2: He's, he's probably an architect or something.
1: Has he been by the laundromat?
2: No, he washes his own clothes, I think.
0: That makes sense, because I saw him uh, uh, packing gunpowder into his own bullets.
2: That's a, that's a real man.
0: On this week's episode of Five Day Rentals, we watch Death Wish 3. Let's get right. it done. All right. Welcome to Five Day Rentals. My name's Kyle. Uh to the left of me is Bones. And to the center of Bones is
2: Hey, I'm Dan, guys.
0: It's great. This per- laundry man.
1: How you
2: the guys doing man. tonight?
0: Uh like I said, we watched Death Wish Three this week. It's directed by one Michael Winner. It's from the year 1985 right off the bat guys is this the most overtly republican film we've watched on this podcast without a doubt
2: this is a uh, this is a magna
0: wet dream right here exactly I'm... magna <laughs> what, what mega what are they yeah. called no magna carta <laughs>
1: no. a magna wet dream is something totally different <laughs>
0: M-A-G-A
1: Oh absolutely this movie um, it somehow makes no excuse for itself while simultaneously trying to write every excuse possible Mm -hmm. to justify Paul Kersey's actions
0: I mean it really is just the simple story of a neighborhood of white people ridding themselves of crime
2: I uh I I would go back and say our grandpa's wet dream.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: hmm I mean I have made the joke on this podcast, is this Trump's America? This movie really is Trump's America.
2: Um It gets loony toonies there at some points. I was like, what? This
1: yeah, Looney Tunes. But at its core, it's still a samurai movie. <laughs> Does sure. he punch
2: anybody in this film?
0: Besides no. with bullets? Mm, just with bullets.
1: Uh he he beats on uh Alex Winter a little bit. In that parking garage, hits him with a pipe or something. Yeah, Ah, that's right.
2: Now, Alex Winter, the Lost Boys. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just double checking. Of Uh course, Bill and
0: Ted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is he Bill or Ted? He's Ted. He's Bill. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Well, which one is he?
1: I guess we got to figure this out.
0: (laughs) I thought
2: Ted was Keanu. Hey, you might be right. I don't fucking know.
1: Alex Winter plays Bill. Good. Thank God. And the only—my device for remembering that is whenever he would say, shut up, Ted. Like, it was very specific.
0: Don't they make Napoleon oink like a little pig or something? Yeah, they do a bunch of
1: really wacky um, history stuff. It's kind of funny. It's like—
2: I don't know, guys. We might cover Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure next week because what do we get tonight?
1: Tonight tonight we're finishing up something, aren't we?
0: Yeah. I want to do a Ted Talk where I just talk about Ted. <laughs> just all the Ted's? No, just Ted from Bill and Ted.
1: <laughs> it's not Bill there to talk about his friend Ted?
0: No, it's me. Kyle talking, talking Ted. Ted me talking Ted on my Ted talk How many Teds can you name I only need the one Ted from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey you don't even know his last name Ted Winter Ted
2: You're just using the actor's last name
0: Maybe they did that thing where they used part of his name well, There's there's the animated
1: bear Ted There's Teddy Roosevelt
0: Ted Danson
1: Ted Danson Theodore Rex Do you
0: count Theodore's? No They gotta go by Ted Not Teddy? Teddy's fine So Teddy Ruxpin? Yeah he counts
2: Ted Lasso? Isn't that that TV
0: show? Yeah There's a TV show called Ted Lasso?
1: Yeah I think it's an Apple show uh, so, it's not a real TV show? No. What is real TV anymore?
0: Cheers. Starring Cheers. Ted Danson. American Idol. Ted Nugent. Oh, hell yeah, dude.
1: Speaking of Republican gunnuts. Love him for his politics. Yeah, his music sucks. So. Yeah, I
0: hate his music. what do he do? Rat Scratch Fever? <laughs> I've been scratched by rats. I didn't need to hold, write a whole diatribe about it.
1: Was it rats or cats?
0: I'm going with rats because
1: You're going with rats? I'm pretty sure it was cat. Oh yeah, it's I cat. I know it was cat. Oh okay. Rats
2: just changed my whole perspective.
0: Rats fucking better, dude. Rat. <laughs> Getting scratched by a rat is something to sing about. Rat scratch fever. I feel like there's
1: there's a major component that you're missing, I think, when you change the animal. What?
2: That is not rat. It is cat. Yeah. We don't have cats in Michigan. We have rats in Michigan.
1: Okay, if Cat Scratch Fever is a song about pussy... What?
0: That's not a song about pussy,
1: dude. Bones are. Oh, oh, never mind. Are you recording? It's me.
0: It's a song where you get. I'm not recording the Zoom. Oh, okay. There's a real thing called cat scratch fever. Yeah, it's by Ted Nugent. You know, it's like you get sick from a cat scratching you. Cat scratch fever is an infection caused by a kind of bacteria called bartonella henselay
2: no it means you want that pussy bra. yeah you can get it yes
0: if, it's a real thing but it's also like i got that another cat thing.
2: scratch fever
0: well all i yeah. know is i've never fallen into a pit of cats and gotten scratched up who has i have fallen into a pit of rats Ted Nugent.
2: This all sounds like a bunch of wango tango to me.
0: If you get scratched by a rat, that's like the genesis of a superhero. If you rat get, boy, yeah. If you <laughs> if you get scratched by a cat, nobody gives two shits about it. They're probably mad that you even told them the uh, story.
1: Uh, Selena Kyle was basically bitten to shit by a bunch of cats.
0: You know,
2: guys. I don't think and we then, should be discussing any of this. Because I can bring this to current events called bat scratch fever, which caused coronavirus, COVID-19.
0: I think Selena Kyle was saved by a bunch of cats. Yeah, but they bit the shit out of her. To wake her like up. Were,
1: yeah. Nothing says that those rats were had ill intent when they were biting the shit out of you in that barrel. Oh, uh,
0: they definitely had ill intent.
1: <laughs> well, you were covered in pizza grease.
0: The, the specifics aren't important What is important is I look those rats in the eye
1: There's a good half hour story That you left out They were
0: not trying to wake me up
1: You were at a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party mm-hmm. You lost a bet In Lithuania Yeah, I threw that bet I would rather have
0: no powers Than the powers of a rat oh, That's where you're wrong dude
2: How the fuck did we even get on Ted Nugent?
0: Hang out in the sewer all day? Scavenge? We're talking about when America used to be great. Yeah, when you could get rat infections.
1: This movie came out the same year as Back to the Future. And every time I watch this, that's all I think about. This movie came out the same year I did
2: of my mother's vagina. Mm Mm-hmm. Not coming out. I'm not gay, guys. Sorry. My voice may make me sound that way, but I'm not.
0: Just because you were birthed by a woman doesn't make you not gay.
2: Anyways, we are, we are finishing our category tonight of Big Assed.
0: That's right. Previously in this category, we had Deep Rising as Picked by Bones. Mm-hmm.
1: Had plenty of big-ass things.
3: Big-ass squid.
0: Big-ass monster. Squid. Big-ass guns. CGI. A big-ass lady with muscles. Yeah. She did have muscles.
1: We found out... I mean, we clarified, though, we all have muscles that episode. Well, you have to. Yeah. It's just biology. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last week, we, uh, I almost forgot for a second, we had another a, a pair of big-ass men with no holds barred. Oh, yeah, brother. And uh, this week, I'm guessing a big-ass gun was your inspiration? Yes. A big-ass Cadillac.
0: Big-ass firepower is what I was going for with Death Wish 3.
2: That was actually the alternative name for this film. What? Big-ass firepower. But they went with Death Wish 3.
0: Did you guys read that... So, Death there was Death Wish, the original movie. That was followed by Death Wish 2. 2 was Roman numerals. And then when they went to 3, they went back to the number 3. Because Alex Winter said the kind of people that watch Death Wish don't understand Roman numerals.
1: Alex Winter or Michael Winter? Both of them. Okay.
2: They, no, one is Winter and one is Winter. We're going yeah, we're
1: gonna, to we're gonna have a tough time with that, I think, they did again the, this episode. They did
0: the press junkets together.
1: Okay. Because uh, Alex Winter is also the one that Charles Bronson was hesitant to beat up, right?
2: Yeah. Because he looked too much like a kid.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't be beating on this pansy choir boy. (laughs) He's got to go to church tomorrow. Well, I think it's time to uh, hop on a bus and ride into New York, Kyle. I think it's time to
2: get back to New
3: York.
0: Well, let's get to it. Smash cut from Black. Charles Bronson rides the bus into New York. It's a long bus ride
1: from L.A. Made longer by the worst music ever.
2: (laughs) I will say right now that this is the worst soundtrack of any of the
1: fucking movies we have watched. And you know who did the music?
2: Well, I looked that shit up because I was like, there's no goddamn way that it could be that fucking bad. So, I'll I'll take my reasoning later on when when we discuss that. Okay. I'll defend them.
0: We cut over to some street toughs. They knock on an old man's door. It's collection time, Charlie. Ooh. We cut between Charlie getting beaten up and Bronson getting off the bus. Uh we also get an interesting shot in here where these kids are beating up on this old man and then cut to Kersey cut back to Alex Winter sleeping on the couch stay awake while we killin' killing this guy yeah at which point he's told to stay awake as they kill him because if you break into someone's house uh, and you're beating them to death it's pretty easy to just nod off in the middle he
1: was pretty exhausted after ripping that phone out of the wall.
0: Well, I guess it's true. We don't know what he did before, you know, we jumped to the beating. Mm-hmm. He I mean, might have been up for 23 straight hours at this point. Stay awake while we're killing this guy.
2: You've seen what they do all day. That must be exhausting. Just snatching purses and kicking people.
1: mm mm-hmm. uh, We. I mean, they're always on.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess in this movie, we do we ever see one of these gang members sleep?
2: Nope.
0: I but don't think no. so. Besides when Alex went, not, nods off for a little while.
1: It's probably not a safe environment to fall asleep around. That's true. Like,
2: Probably get your shit jacked.
1: They'll probably draw dicks and stuff all over you. Yeah. I mean, us as white guys, we know that that's a notorious thing about us. If we fall asleep in front of each other, Mm -hmm. there's like something in us that means that just needs us to draw dicks. So
2: it's like we're in a fucking high place, we have to spit off of it.
1: Like, right. So imagine if we were in a pretty diverse, um, crank fueled gang. Do you think, like, did you guys have an appreciation whenever they show, like, all these shots of all these gang members on the street just, like, constantly on? Like, do you have a, an appreciation now for people that work at Disneyland? Because no, they, like, that are,
0: they have to be in those outfits, like, all the time. Yeah, all they're, long. like, in
1: those outfits and they're, like, always having to, like, be in these, like, princess modes or, you know? Anytime a kid comes up and wants a picture, like you got to be on.
2: Are you saying that all the Disney workers are high on crank?
1: Oh, most definitely. (laughs) Yeah, they gotta be, dude.
2: Is Disney open twenty four hours?
1: Uh, well, they they have after hours.
0: Well, they They got Disney After Dark. They they shut the park down, but they forced those people to stay awake in costume. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Really in character, those Disney.
1: It becomes Death Wish Three. Mm-hmm. When the, su- the sun goes oh, down, when the
0: sun goes down, you are forced into a scenario where you have to fight to live. So that's
1: yeah, Michael. Michael Eisner drives through in like an old Cadillac.
2: So that's what the next Purge movie is. Ah.
0: Uh. Uh, we cut over to Kersey. He's on the phone. He tries to call his buddy Charlie. The phone gets cut out. Uh, Kersey realizes something's wrong he hops into a cab hey cabbie 20 bucks if you get us out of here this cabbie just peels off basically goes through one obstacle I mean it's pretty good money for
1: for one thing yeah for one curb hop yeah.
2: but now that's what I'm gonna do if I ever go to New York city
0: you're going to give a cabbie 20 bucks to...
2: And I don't think you're allowed to call them cabbies.
1: Why not? Yeah. That's not offensive. It's like he, I'm so he, fucking sick of cancel culture, God man. damn it.
0: I can't even say cabbie I mean, anymore.
2: No, you God can't call damn. the garbage man garbage man. You have to call him sanitation worker.
0: I call him Garby. Yeah. When he comes through. Hey, Garby. I'm Garby. And then, I, uh, <laughs> and then I kick my trash can down so it all spills out on the road. Carby. Hey, how'd you know my first name? <laughs> <laughs> we cut over to uh, some elderly neighbors who hear Charlie getting, I guess, just his whole shit kicked in at this point.
2: Yeah, I was just like, is everybody just going to listen to this guy again? Get fucking murdered! Is that what they do here?
0: It takes
1: a while for the one lady to say, oh, "I'm going to call the cops." Yeah. Uh,
0: we basically cut around here. We have Kersey running in. He pulls out a six shooter, and of course, this is exactly when the cops do show up, and mm. uh, they they throw Kersey up against the wall and take him downtown. He. Uh
1: so what does Charlie tell him? He, like, take, take care think, of my stuff. Take care of take my, care my stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his his dying words.
0: Charlie, clear my cache and browser history.
1: To to Kersey's credit, man, he keeps his fucking mouth shut. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even say like it wouldn't mean nothing. Like.
0: Yeah, well, if you're Curzy, I mean, you've already gone through this song and dance a couple times now. Yeah,
1: he's a pro. He's a pro. Not should we fuck. should we acknowledge the fact that this is like our first this is our first sequel that we're watching? Do we need to talk any Curzy history?
0: Mm, I th- well, I guess I would say that you definitely could go into Death Wish three blind without having seen the previous two films, if you wanted to do that. Yeah.
1: It is a master class in writing that gives you all the little information that you need. Mm.
0: So, I guess if you do want to get into it, Death Wish 1, Kersey's wife is killed. It's more of a serious tone, I would say. Mm-hmm. He goes on a vigilante spree because the cops are ineffective.
2: Just like in this film.
0: Bones, do you want to run through two um, lists? Sure footed on that one, I know his daughter dies, but yeah,
1: so in the in the first one, his daughter is also assaulted, but she survives. so the second one, Kersey and his daughter are out in l a um, this at the end of the first one, he's basically caught, but they let him go because it's gonna make shit even worse if they were to find out or like it get out who he is. In uh, the second one, his daughter is again, his daughter and now his uh, housekeeper are assaulted. Um, and he goes back to his vi- vigilante ways. And there's also a subplot where a previous, like a cop from the first one shows back, that like comes out to L.A. Um, to try to track him down. Because they don't want it to get out that he was the guy that they let go from New York. And his daughter is uh, not only assaulted and raped again, but she ends up killing herself to try to get away. So the last half of the movie is um Kersey going out at night, doing some killing, introducing some people to Jesus.
2: Glad somebody found him.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, we... uh we get over to the police station We see uh, Some cops Punching cursey Torturing him Trying to get a confession Of course he's not going to say a damn word He even tells him his name is Kimball At this point mm-hmm. uh, But the main chief He knows Kersey uh, Basically he talks to him About being Mr. Vigilante Which cursey says He's not Mr. Vigilante anymore Mm-hmm.
1: Do you always violate people's constitutional rights? I think that's the longest sentence he has in the movie. Mm. The most
0: syllables, at least. Well, we might get to a bigger one later. Did you guys
2: oh, okay. notice that the chief here keeps calling him dude? <clears throat> Do you I, notice that? He calls him dude like three times.
1: I just can't take this chief seriously. Mm-hmm. He seems really young to be a chief of police.
2: He seems almost like he should be a coach.
1: Yeah, for like a prison football team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. He does have some kind of coach energy.
1: No, he's the coach in uh, Not Another Team movie. <laughs> Is that right? As I'm thinking about it. He's probably Underrated been flick, man. probably
2: been multiple coaches.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think he was in the longest yard. Uh, Kersey ends up fighting this guy, and then he basically gets sent to a holding cell because he punches the chief. Hell yeah. Uh, when Kersey's in the holding cell, he walks over to the toilet and notices it's broken. There's a big fat guy that says he ripped it out. He immediately attacks Curtis. Worst,
1: worst person in the movie. Worst, worst person in the movie. It, you mean like objectively? Like Ob- objectively, <laughs> it's the worst thing you could do in an entire movie. To like rip, yeah, ripping the toilet out. Uh, fuck that. Well, he gets off fucking easy. I well, would say
2: that I also had something written down as that guy's worst. It is the worst bird tattoo
0: ever. I was just thinking, like, if there were any character in that holding cell that looked like they were going to need the toilet first, it was that guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He looks like he shits every 45 minutes.
1: Oh, Dan, you asked earlier if he hit anybody.
2: Yeah, that's true. He does fuck some guys up in this.
0: Yeah, he fights holding cell in this cell. So he basically ends up. Uh, th- these guys get into a scuffle. Cursey ends up slamming his head between the bars of the holding cell, which seems like it would like crush his skull. Yeah, I mean those bars are pretty narrow. That guy's got a pretty big head.
1: He gets off here way too easy.
0: Hmm. It, it, it
1: just bit. I watched this several times, as I always do. And every viewing,
0: I just get so mad when they get to this part. I mean, why would you rip the toilet out? It's literally everyone's one shared resource at that point.
1: It's like a face tattoo. I'll never understand it.
0: <laughs> uh, we cut over. There's a slightly Hitler youthish looking guy, but he also has a reverse mohawk. He's eyeing... Keezy. Uh, we'll later find out that this guy is named Fracker Fraker? Mm-hmm. Fracker Fracker uh, Fracker attacks Kersey he Sends some goons over at first They start wailing on him uh, He says if they hadn't Broken us up I would have killed you And then he tells him, Come up to Sutter and Belmont That's my turf mm-hmm. Hey
2: man I always win
0: so let's see. Uh, Fracker, Fracker makes bail. Fracker makes bail. His lawyer <laughs> got him out.
2: I will say Fracker. I'm saying right now, worst
1: hair
0: through the whole film. Worst hair.
1: It's yeah. It's a no contest.
0: Mm, yeah. It's a look. It's a look. I mean, it's deliberate.
2: It's it's the worst.
0: It's still the worst, but. It took some effort. It took some motivation.
1: I, it, it's so lazy and it simultaneously
0: hurts his character. You would like, he, you'd respect him more with a full head of hair. Yeah. (laughs) Would you respect him more with full hair or completely bald? Full hair. I think bald, but still keep that red stripe.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think there's cooler. something
1: about, because they even try to hint at the fact that he is smart. Like that, you know, he's got a cleaner record than Kersey they bring up eventually, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't get caught doing anything. Right. And I don't, I I think you're you're going against all that by having him have this stupid look. I think he'd be more terrifying if he wasn't,
0: if he didn't have that. Uh, We cut over. We've got uh, Miss Davis shows up. She basically starts asking, who's this guy, Kimball? This is some kind of public defender lady. She showed up at the the jailhouse. What's this guy in for? Why are there no charges?
1: Yeah, we get the sense here that this is like the first person in a while maybe
0: she's interested in actually having to defend. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And she brings that up later.
0: Yeah, she saw this 65-year-old piece of leather sitting in the corner of the jail sale, and just thought, I got to save this, this wounded dove. That, that man can do no wrong. We cut over to the chief. He's addressing the issues at Sutter and Belmont. I wrote this down. Uh, he says we've had three, three murders, four rapes, eight muggings, nine random acts of violence, Orderly drug traffic, more robberies than I can mention, broken store windows, fire bombings, all in a six square block area of Sutter and Belmont. Really just sounds like, you know, it, I wish they had kept going with the numbers, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rewound this several times and if he had just, you know, 10 fire bombings, 25 broken windows, get real specific with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't just leave uh, your toe in the water. Really commit here.
1: But the laundry mat still
0: stands. Mm-hmm. Always that beautiful, bright beacon Tried on the hill. And true. Yeah, there's a
1: striker. I think that's the chief's name. He starts laying into like another cop, and the cop says something like, "We've increased our real effort by fifteen percent." <laughs> and reported crimes gone up. But I was like, what is real effort? That's like a, like we're really hey, can trying. Can you go back? We're really like trying. yeah, can you exp- what were you doing before?
0: You know, yeah. that brings up an interesting point which is th- this chief is Shriker. We have Fracker directed by Winter starring Winter. Mm-hmm. It's all these very similar names. Yeah. The more beer I drink, the harder this is going to get. To <laughs> I'm already starting at like a like a three out of ten. You're going to drink ten beers tonight in in sobriety, no, or I'm just saying, like, even if I was sober, I would only be getting this right roughly thirty percent of the time. Oh, okay. If we add beer into the mix here, it's just going to. That's what. This is why I watch
1: these pieces of shit multiple times.
0: (laughs) Uh, The chief pulls out Kersey, lets you and I have a little talk. The chief offers Kersey to basically get back to his vigilante work at this point. He'll smooth it over. Don't do that no more. It's not me. He'll smooth it over, but Kersey has to report to him. He has to let him know what's going on, and he's got to get him some busts. Now this is something that basically never works out for nope for the chief here. Cursey uh, says you're letting me loose, and the chief returns Cursey's gun. We cut over to Reverse Mohawk. He's back. He meets up with. Does he? Re- does he return the gun? Yeah, he gives I it. He gives him his gun back because Cursey's like, okay. "You're giving me my oh. gun," and he says, "Like I didn't see it in the report." Yeah.
1: That's right. That's that's what I was going to bring up. He says something about... Because they do a... It's very heavy-handed, the anti-gun.
2: New York thing, yeah. 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 Guns aren't allowed Especially here.
0: later. Yeah. Uh, reverse Mohawk, he's back with his old gang. Uh, there's a guy that's kind of, you know, has taken up the responsibility of running the crew. But as soon as Fraker shows up, uh, he immediately stabs this guy. <laughs> and the gang loves it. They go wild. Uh, yeah. He, he's
1: like... Uh, he's
2: back, baby.
1: What, you gonna uh, cheer for me or something? Trump you 2024.
2: Something? Yeah.
1: <laughs> he does kind of
0: look like Eric Trump. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we cut back over to Katherine Davis She stops Kersey on his way out of jail You're not gonna sue You have a you have a clear case here uh, Kersey basically says no And then she ends with Well here's my number just in case you change your mind and This chick is desperate
1: Oh and he is playing it so cool
0: Oh he's really Han Soloing this situation Yeah <laughs>
2: Did you just compare Han Solo and Charles Bronson?
0: Uh, Yeah, I compared the inferior Han Solo <laughs> to <laughs> Paul Kersey.
1: He should be so lucky. Yeah. Can you imagine that casting?
0: I mean, are you telling me in any scenario that Kersey isn't shooting first? <laughs> You're talking about the ship
1: that did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. <laughs> I don't know. I always trust a blaster on my
0: hip. Hey, he'd, he'd fit right into that film, mm-hmm. <laughs> to all of those films. I know. They should have just plugged him into one of them. Have him replace. Uh, have him be Han Solo just for like episode five. Cursey's uh, back. Don't get cocky, kid. Kersey's back at Sutter and Belmont. He sees a mugging uh but the mugger is just too damn fast. I mean this guy moves
1: and uh, to his credit, Kersey tries man mm-hmm it, it
0: oh he start i mean he immediately starts trying to run this guy down
1: mm-hmm
0: He does get kind of distracted by an old man in the window, so <laughs> maybe that threw him off.
1: Dan are you lost at this point having not watched two like are you why would I be are follow are you following everything plot wise
2: yeah I'm,
1: I'm fine okay uh,
0: we cut over to three hoodlums uh, this is Alex Winter he's basically yelling bitch come here I want to eat you at <laughs> this poor lady that's just driving
1: uh, to uh, Counselor Troy from Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. So, this screwed up. Isn't this... With, uh with my head a little bit.
2: Isn't this Rodriguez's wife?
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Maria? Maria? Yeah. Yeah. Maria. So, this is Maria.
1: She, she's the. She gets it worse of anybody in this movie. Yes. She gets the death wish lady treatment.
0: Uh, she basically peels out. She drives her car into the garage with Alex Winter on the front of it. Um, Kersey's down there waiting. This is where he ended up when he was chasing the guy. And Kersey attacks Alex Winter with a pipe, hits him pretty good.
2: I will uh, say, uh, bitch can back up a car because she, she backed up pretty damn fast.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
2: like, goddamn.
0: This is before cameras, you know? She had to yeah. just turn her head to be able to do that. Uh, we, f- we see the old guy at this point that distracted Kersey. This guy's named Bennett. Uh, or as
2: I like to call him, Window Creeper.
0: He's kind of a poor man's, uh. Borg 9? Yeah, Borg 9.
2: Yep. Totally.
0: Basically, uh, Kersey was friends with Charlie, but this is uh, Charlie's other friend, Bennett. He knew. Char- he never mentioned you. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't weird. Charlie says he knew, uh, or Bennett says he knew Charlie from the Korean War. This is where Kersey drops the information that he was a conscientious conscientious objector, uh-huh. which might be the most syllables in one sentence
1: yeah so that to take it back to one that was a big thing in one was that Kersey was this like bleeding heart liberal mm-hmm. um but obviously that uh, the movies say that that's the wrong thing to be
0: well maybe it's okay to to feel that way but when it comes down to it, you got to wipe out the scum of the earth. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Bennett says this was a good neighborhood until it all changed. Uh, Kersey basically finds out at this point that the gang is operating by shaking down the elderly in this apartment building.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Which, how much money could they
0: have? They are stealing, like, 1950s tube TVs in the 80s. I can't imagine it's a lucrative business. Uh, we find out Fraker's in charge of this gang. We kind of see him, like, standing out at the street corner. Bennett kind of identifies him as the leader.
1: Uh, he, he even says something like, looks like you could just take him right out, right? Mm-hmm. Or walk up to him and beat his ass, but...
0: yep. No. Uh, Bennett is hanging on to Charlie's keys. He basically tells Kersey that the rent is all paid up till the end of the month, so he might as well just stay there. Which is exactly how it works in an apartment if someone dies. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of where we meet Rodriguez and Maria.
1: I would like to see the subplot—the 20 minutes they cut out of this movie, of like the superintendent coming in and repainting, <laughs> like I, moving stuff around, and Kersey's like having to like, can I? All right, I'll, I'll stay in this room right. while you paint that room. Yep.
2: I didn't think it was the same apartment.
0: It's Charlie's apartment. Hmm. You think Charlie had two apartments in this building?
2: No, I just thought they filmed maybe in one and then just completely used another one for the for that part of the story.
0: A good,
1: what, 20 minutes of the movie takes place in that apartment? They shoot it from pretty much every angle imaginable. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a... Yeah, because he even goes back to get bullets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, we meet Rodriguez and Maria. Maria was the one who Kersey helped in the car earlier. There's kind of a meeting of the building tenants at this point. Um, Kersey lets them know that his friend Wilby is coming. He'll help out. Cut over to Kersey. He's renting a safety deposit box, which is pretty magical in this film. You can just send any kind of military firepower to it.
1: He orders Wilde before he has the, the PO box. Yeah. And also none of his packages would fit in the PO box. Yeah,
0: I mean, those things are tiny.
1: What's the point? Yeah.
2: We're just moments away from them literally having on the packages Acme printed on them. <clears throat>
0: Uh, this is also where Kersey goes to buy a Cadillac. He pays for it in cash. Bait. Mm-hmm. The film wants you to know he pays for it in cash, because <laughs> that's the kind of guy Kersey is, you know. Hmm. Um. Yeah we we get the line. What's that for? That's bait. That's bait.
1: Dude. Nope. Nobody would be able to get that parking spot. Where he
0: leaves the Cadillac? Yeah. like I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like you would just leave your car out there.
1: Yeah. Okay, there's two arguments. There's the, you wouldn't want to leave your car out there because of the, the crime, but also I've lived in a city, and there's no way I'm getting street parking that close to my own building.
0: No way. Well, I think the the building does have its own garage, right? Though, because that's where Maria drives Mm -hmm. Alex Winter into. Yeah. Maybe when you get an apartment there, they're like, "Hey, by the way, your spot is number three forty one in the garage."
2: Maybe everybody's cars just got jacked. Like, there's no nobody gets a car. They're like, "Ah, that was stupid."
1: Also, it's not really a street, not a parking lot. Like, it's just open dirt. Yeah, it's just a dirt lot. Yeah, was, like
2: to say, it was a pretty much pile of rubble on fire. That
0: yeah. It's an unpaved street. Shot in London, apparently.
2: Yeah, this, the bait, the car thing was actually supposed to be in the first film from what I read, but it made it to three instead.
0: This is where uh, Kersey basically says, you know, I was coming through the apartment and something smelled great. Mm-hmm. Bennett says that's probably the from the Kaprov's apartment.
1: The old Jews on the first floor? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So we get to meet the Kaprov's. I'll introduce you. The Kaprov's, they're a lovely Jewish couple, and of course, that just... The waft of delicious food is nothing but stuffed cabbage. (laughs) Food that traditionally smells like an old fart. (laughs) Uh, The Kaprovs invite Kersey to dinner. But, you know, he's a little dirty from buying that Cadillac, so he's (laughs) going to have to clean up first.
1: It's such an old guy
0: thing. Yeah. I need five minutes to clean up. I mean, I feel like the older I get, the longer it takes me to like shower and get ready. Do you think it's kind of like a crest like we'll hit the age of 50 and then it's only, like it's going to start rolling over that hill? I
1: think there's something to like the live deliberately philosophy where so much of life is so boring. Like you start to kind of get, you enjoy that. You know hygiene and shaving and like getting ready and getting dressed you know
0: all i'm saying is i couldn't get out of a suit shower and back into a suit in five minutes yeah
2: pits tits and ass kyle come on
0: are you you're telling me you could get out of a suit shower and get back into a suit in five minutes
2: if you guys want to time me i mean i'll live stream it
0: <laughs> donate 20 dollars to the patreon <laughs> Where you can see day and attempt the the cursey pre dinner routine.
1: What how much of a shower? If we're talking get undressed. I mean I'm not brushing my teeth get, or shaving. Get wet and then get out and dry off. I think you could do that in I five think minutes.
2: You could wash your hair and your body.
1: I can't I hate to be this guy. I can't wash my hair in five minutes. Good I can't wash my beard in five minutes. This
2: you would be shot by Bronson.
0: You're not getting out of the suit. You're not even... The shower and the dry off would take five minutes at least.
2: Why are you drying off? You're no. just going to put
0: a suit on wet? You're trying to put on a wet suit? <laughs> That's disgusting.
2: It's a four-minute shower, a 30-second dry off, and then a 30-second on the suit.
1: You can dry off in 30 seconds? Yeah. That, to me, is
0: the most unbelievable. <laughs>
2: Shake, you know what I'm saying? Shake. You're
0: gonna you're gonna be damp in that wool suit, dude. Oh man. You're gonna start chafing as soon as you move.
1: It can be I, done. Five I'm minutes. F- I'm flossing my ass for a good minute and a half. Mm-hmm.
2: You guys know that masturbation is not involved in this, right? No. That masturbation is not normally included in a shower. It's like wash your hair. Wash your body, do maybe some face wash.
1: You're supposed to clean your pipes, dude.
2: No, guys.
0: I'm telling you, all I use, I use a bar of soap and shampoo. I don't condition. I'm not getting out of there in five minutes.
1: No, hey, you're supposed to condition every time. You're not supposed to shampoo every time, by the way. You're really stripping your hair of necessary oils.
0: Oh well, I put oil back into my hair. Okay. Olive oil. Yeah, <laughs> I get a handful of olive oil. What's left Man.
2: over from when you feed the cat, you just put in your hair. Dump,
0: dump that in. <laughs> well. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I guess maybe that's where I'm running into issues because it's kind of like shower towel off, oil your body and hair. Yeah. Um, Roll around in a pit of rats. Just hoping one of them bites you? <laughs> oh, I get bitten every time.
1: Oh, okay. I starve those
0: rats. <laughs> they are hungry for that oil when I get in there. Uh, so... We're at, we're at dinner with the Jews. <laughs> no, dude, I'm covered in oil. Let's not get off this. Uh, that's right. We're at dinner. Uh, Kersey basically hears his car getting broken into. He walks outside. He basically just immediately shoots these two guys.
1: <laughs> What's the problem?
0: And they're really annoyed. Yeah, they're they're annoyed that they're getting interrupted. They say they're they're robbing this car or they're stealing this car.
1: What's the problem? It's my car. Yep. Uh, Pulls pulls out a six-shooter, blows these guys away.
0: Center body. Mm -hmm. Boom. Uh, At this point, we kind of cut over to the main gang, but they find, like, a rival gang member on their turf. Is that what was happening in this scene? This is kind of where they, like... Yeah, reverse mohawk tells his guys to kill this dude.
1: Yeah, this is another instance of seeing that he uh, he controls the gang, sending a them, message. Yeah, has him kill the guy, and then he just kind of walks off. He's smart enough to not be around while they do it.
0: Uh, we cut back over to the chief. He's he's basically going on about how they need to make some arrests. Uh, Fraker calls Kersey and threatens him uh, Kersey basically creates a little home alone setup with a board and a bunch of nails in it yeah this
2: is Bronson's home alone movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the chief meets up with Kersey he basically tells him like you've got to set up a bust for me and Kersey just says no <laughs> So that whole thing that they agreed to do in the first place, (laughs) Kersey has backed out on that. He's just fine with uh, shooting these guys and setting up this little nail routine, which he does three or four times.
1: Is In this conversation with the chief, is this when he basically tells the chief, like, hey, Fracker's the guy running everything. Why don't you bust him? Mm -hmm. And the chief says, like, he's got a cleaner record than you. Yep. But also, at the same time, it's like, you know, anybody kind of walking around and observing like a cop undercover could easily get enough evidence to take this guy down. Right. Like, he's not that removed from shit.
0: Yeah, I feel like these cops are uh, operating under like, well, there's no paper trail or, you know, they're, they're setting this up like 10 rungs above where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh. Catherine Davis shows up. She's taken a cab all the way to the worst part of town. Uh, she just could not get kersey out of her mind this whole time. Chicks uh, horny, bro. She, you know, she definitely has a type based on what we see here.
1: Do, do you think objectively either of your wives would be into Charles
0: Bronson? No. No. Are you sure, Do
2: you... Cron?
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Are you sure? Do I mean... you think either
1: either of them would be into any of the dudes from any of our movies?
0: Well, D. Snyder is just sexual dynamite. So,
1: uh, oh, remind me, I have a, a D. Snyder thing we got to look out for. I heard on the on the radio today um
2: yeah folks I, he listens to the I, radio
1: i bet uh i went on a, a post covid drive it was so nice <laughs> uh i bet sam would be into treat williams
2: <laughs> great hair that guy
1: yeah he, he does he seems like hair. a solid nice guy
2: is that guy dead
1: check instagram we still don't know uh, the street is very alive dude This
2: is where we get one of my favorite lines Of this whole movie I live in a basement But it's a nice basement Hmm.
0: Yeah Davis is telling Kersey about her You
1: guys just totally blew over the whole <laughs> Who are your ladies into bit
0: uh, It's
2: not We haven't watched born- a film with Justin Timberlake Or Ryan Gosling have we
1: Okay, that's all you had to say was something like, you know, I got a high-class broad who wants a song and dance, man. Not these grizzled fucks. Not these
0: action heroes. In the unaired uh, episode zero of Convoy, who's the Christofferson? He looks pretty good in that film. I could see a chick being into Christofferson.
2: Those are on our Patreon,
0: which doesn't exist. Most definitely. Most definitely. Oh, and meatloaf. I mean,
1: (laughs) I was going to say Randy Travis. (laughs)
2: Yeah, well, well, I don't know. No, not Randy
1: Travis. I bet Rachel's a Swayze guy.
2: I think Swayze would take all of our women guys.
0: Not on two broken legs. (laughs) Wait, well, we also did Bowie. I mean... Yeah, that's God. right. What chick isn't going to be into. Bowie? I feel like
1: that doesn't count, though. Like it's too. You think Swayze in a wheelchair <laughs> is still more charismatic than any of us? He's
0: still more manly than me, I guess.
2: Swayze wouldn't use a wheelchair, guys. Come on.
0: That's true. He'd just tough it out. He wouldn't even be in cast. He'd just be like, no, I'm fine.
2: Who broke his legs?
0: Bowie, David Bowie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he wouldn't let him use his pencil in CDC class.
1: <laughs> Cdl class. Cdl. Yeah, CDL.
0: You call yourself a big ray? C- CDC. <laughs> He's taking him down to get vaccinated. <laughs> Fucked him <them> up. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, Kath- Catherine Davis is talking about the apartment that she lives in. Um, she does get Kersey to agree to a date at her place in the apartment, in the basement.
1: He is being so conscious of the meter running.
0: <laughs> he's not going to pay for it, but...
1: No, yeah, but he's, he's such a practical dude. Yeah. It's another, like, of those old dude. Like characteristics, you know. Like this doesn't need to be a long conversation. The meter's running. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Friday. Yeah. Uh.
0: We cut over now to the cops. They show up at the Kaprov's house. They say, "We know you have a gun. Give us your gun." We don't care about all the crime in this neighborhood, but you, you a sweet old Jewish couple.
2: This is the only time the cops actually do something in the movie.
1: Yeah, not a single scene of any of the cops harassing any of the gang members.
0: Uh, As soon as the Kaprovs give up their gun, we see a scene where some hoodlums come in and steal their old tube TV. (laughs) Which has to be a real bummer for them. They had it since the old country, it looks like. Uh, Kirsten can't stand for this. He builds the Kaprovs, one of his home alone nail traps. And then we basically get another dinner scene. I guess they just have how long. How long do you think that took? Well, he builds like four of them. He's got to get good at it. How long would it take you to drive like 10 nails into a piece of wood?
2: I'm just thinking of making Home Alone just with Bronson.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you think he had like a rough schematic in his head? Like he was ready
0: to go? Just itching for them to sign off on it? I bet he's got a whole notebook full of like little designs and stuff that he's drawn out.
1: That would make for um, sick DVD art. (laughs) Like a little notebook full of Kersey's traps.
0: Yeah. I'd like to think all of them are just a riff on, like, nails in a piece of wood, though. <laughs> like, he just had the one idea and ran with it.
2: I think one was a knife, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, but it's still all the same thing. <laughs> it's just, let's put a, a pointy thing into a piece of wood.
1: Uh, Maybe that's what they do if they make a Bruce Willis Death Wish sequel. Like Death Wish Two, Lost in New York, and it's just like a Home Alone. Like really, just lean into like the ultra violence. Mm-hmm.
2: Instead of a pigeon lady, it's a rat lady.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's got Kyle's attention. Call me up. <laughs> Let me be a resource on this film. I know the rat technical consultant. Yeah, cast me. I know the rat mentality. Uh, basically yeah. the, the trap that he builds for the Caprovs picks up a couple teeth. These don't look like teeth at all. They look like, uh, like Dracula teeth or something. Yeah.
1: It, it took less time for the trap to be activated than it did for him to build it. I think. Yeah. That's one great thing about this movie is that it really does pay like, um, I would say maybe the rocket launcher is the thing that's invested the longest, mm-hmm. but when they set something up, they kind of
0: pay it off immediately. Almost immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Now we're to, uh, gotta think
2: about your audience there though.
1: Oh
0: yeah. They have don't want to forget zero this. attention span.
1: <laughs> I mean, the longest sequence is the bus ride into the, into New York. Mm-hmm. I don't think a single scene is longer
0: than that.
2: They lost a third because of that. God damn, all these walkouts.
0: All right, boys. Uh, Wildy is here. This gun fires a 475 Wildy Magnum. Somebody asks, is that like a 44 Magnum? Hell no, it's not. 44, that's a pistol cartridge. the 475 is a shorter version of the African big game cartridge. So the f-
1: the first time I watched this movie, I-, I thought it was ridiculous that he had an audience there when he opened up the package. <laughs> but when you when you watch it, he makes like three references to like, Wilde's coming, mm-hmm. like he builds it up. So by this point, I'm sure people are like, I got to see what the fuck this is about.
0: Yeah. All I'm saying is, if my neighbor, if my neighbor right now, had Bronson's PO box, like every time that guy came home with some packages, I'd be like, "What do you got? Like, let's see what's in that one." <laughs> what do you got? A rocket launcher? There, that's pretty exciting. Is that a tank, bro? Yeah. I mean,
1: I get it. I want to know what my neighbor's gardening. So if she came home with some fucking military firepower i would want to know
0: uh this is where we go over to maria she's getting some groceries she gets immediately kidnapped and taken to an old mattress in an alley and raped no good way to say that that's just what yeah, happens let's just in get this through
1: film that yep uh real convoluted like they avoid the cameras. There's no light.
2: Mm-hmm. It's two weeks in a row,
0: guys. Uh, we're sorry, audiences. Uh, we're back over to Bronson. He's he's consoling Rodriguez. She just has a broken arm. So Ugh. we get over to the to the hospital. The broken arm was the least of the worries because Maria has expired. <laughs> Which is exactly the amount of tact that the, the doctor uses to deliver this news.
1: Yep. Apparently some blood clots were
0: let loose. Mm-hmm.
2: She didn't die of a broken heart, gentlemen. She died of a broken arm.
0: Uh, but now now Kersey's taking things seriously. He starts uh, loading up his own shells for the wildy. And this is where he says, Think I'll go down the street for some ice cream.
1: And decides to bring his Nikon camera.
2: Mm -hmm. Gotta have that.
0: I mean, the Giggler does kind of get, like... Kersey does a lot of setups in this. Like, I don't know if the crime would exist without seeing this old man eating an ice cream cone with a Nikon on his back.
1: Are you saying that, how do I word this, Cursey wearing a camera is
0: asking for it? I mean, I'm just saying if you, like, leave your Cadillac out on the dirt lot or if you throw your Nikon over your shoulder while you lazily eat your ice cream. like, Yeah. You're kind of just hoping that someone messes with you at this point so you can shoot them.
1: I get it. Uh, I mean, it's the same, these same fucks that go to places without masks, mm -hmm. you know, they're just asking to be into some fucking fisticuffs or, I mean, you probably see it more than Dan and I, but I'm sure when you go into a place and there's a dude with a big ass gun on his hip.
0: I have seen that at grocery stores here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They're just, these guys want some shit to go down. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically what happens here. Kersey is lazily strolling with his camera on his back. Uh, the oh wait, wait, wait. We we haven't talked about the kid. Well,
2: I mean right. Michael Jackson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, early. So before um, Maria is brutally raped and dies of a broken arm, there's a scene where she's sort of attacked, and Kersey shows up and beats the shit out of a guy. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a kid who's, like, watching, and Kersey does the right-on brother. Yep. And then uh, buys this kid an ice cream.
0: The go-to snack for your local vigilante.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's a man of his word. He actually gets ice cream.
0: Dan, no bullshit.
1: Uh, Ice cream is a reference to Death Wish 2. Ah, fuck. Um. It's the in the beginning of Death Wish 2 uh, when they're, like, out. It's him and his daughter who's catatonic. And I think his like, girlfriend or something at the time. And a big thing that Kersey wants is, like, is to go get some ice cream. And the lady even calls him out on it. And he says, what, every guy needs a vice. And when going to try to buy ice cream that's when the first set of goons like try to rob him and he runs after some guys. So, yeah,
2: I know. I'm being, some, some, some,
1: oh, some thought went into the ice cream here.
2: I'm being exposed on my own podcast that I haven't seen death wish to.
1: What? I'm not trying to call you out. Yeah, that's what it sounds like I'm just, just,
2: you could have you could have dropped that knowledge to the audience instead of at me. You know,
0: put it in post,
3: dude. Sure.
0: <laughs> Just for the audience at home, Dan has not seen Death Wish two and does not understand. I think that's the how we should start ice I'm cream gonna, reference.
1: I'm going to record that solo and put it at the beginning of the episode. Exactly.
2: <laughs> It'll be a whole theme song of how I haven't seen Death Wish two.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good halfway mark here are
2: we gonna take a pee and a beer
1: this is kyle's kyle show
2: yeah kyle tell us what to do
1: did you write in a break
0: no i didn't write in a break oh, jesus christ we could break here You guys ready to get back to it? Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's kill Giggles.
0: All right, the Giggler, he uh, grabs Kersey's camera. This guy is pretty fast, but one thing he can't outrun is a bullet from the Wildy, which is what Kersey gives him. Uh, We do get some nice voiceover here of, They killed him. They killed the Giggler, man. (laughs) That guy's real bummed out.
1: This is after the big woman is just ecstatic.
0: Yeah the the neighborhood the the neighborhood does love it that the giggler is is dead. I'm glad he's dead.
1: Do you guys think it's appropriate to um, cheer when somebody dies? I mean, like when Rush Limbaugh died a few weeks ago, (laughs) this was like a legit thing, like where. Like, liberals were arguing, like, should we be excited that this guy died? Yeah. Do you think mean,
0: it's appropriate? I guess given the right person.
2: I mean, when one of the Koch brothers went down there. When's the next one? Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, if people cheered when Hitler died, that's got to be a positive, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember when Osama was assassinated, like, my parents calling me. My dad saying, like, did you hear that we got Osama? Bones, wake and, up. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was late, I think. It was, yeah. like, late at night. I think he called me and woke me up. We did it. We got Osama. I was like, all right, I guess we can share in this.
0: Way to go, Dad. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Son, your dad pulled the trigger on Osama. I got him, kid.
1: I sent him a um, a really pixelated photo on my Motorola Razor. Of me saluting him,
2: <laughs> and he's
1: like,
2: "You need a shave."
0: Took me half a day to download it. Love the pic.
1: You make me so proud.
0: Uh, Some cops show up to uh, Uh investigate the Giggler murder, I guess. And uh, one cop says, you know, I really feel a lot better. I'm more relaxed. Our efforts must be having a positive effect. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind the corpse of of a known thief in front of you
1: so this is now this is the third person Cursey's killed right yeah two guys at the cadillac okay and then and then the giggler so no police investigation with that
0: no no cops
1: came knocking nobody
2: no not for the first two yeah
0: Well, I think he's moving up in importance. You know, the first two guys probably didn't even have a cool nickname, but the Giggler is a known quantity in the neighborhood.
2: This is actually the second thing from the book that made it to this film that was supposed to be in the first one.
1: What a dense book if it survived. (laughs) (laughs) That long. It's like Dune. Yeah.
2: We might be covering Dune next week, gentlemen. No,
1: we
0: might, you don't not. even know the topic. We don't know. I <laughs> yeah, know that was ha, that was a joke. what a great what a great
1: place to be in,
0: guys. Next week's topic is Dunes. <laughs> <laughs> Tremors. I'm going
1: ah, Dune buggies, Mad Max. Which one? Well, just to be a dick, I'll make us watch Thunderdome. Okay.
0: Good. Best of the series. Uh, we cut over to Kersey's date at this. Do you point. make a face, dude,
1: but I'd rather watch Thunderdome over Fury Road. I don't want to watch yeah, Fury I would. Road either. I don't want to watch Fury Road. Because you already we asked. You already okay, watched. Are, Fury are we Fury. all in agreement that Fury Road's overrated?
0: Yeah, it's just so stylized, man. It pulls okay. me out. <clears throat> okay. Cool.
2: I'm watching... I'm throwing up that dose, baby.
0: Oh, yeah. Most F, but... It's not, like, objectively a bad movie. It's just not... People heap praise... Fury Road is
2: dose. It's number two. That's all it is. Just better cameras.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: I think it's good. My point being was I thought there was something wrong with me that I didn't think it was the greatest uh-huh. thing ever. No. I was like, okay, that's good, but okay.
2: We said it it's here like, on Five Day Reynolds, Mad Max Fury, it like, You it's know,
1: Like I liked Get Out that year. I was like, oh, that's a good movie, but I felt like an asshole for not loving it, like
0: everybody. Or We cut over to Kersey's date. Uh, Miss Davis, she likes sports. Kersey says he's into oh,
2: opera. Hold on, Kyle. She hates her sister, but she loves sports. Yeah.
0: The sister she's going to visit. This
2: is the worst character of the whole film.
0: I don't, I mean, if you're telling me that you expect uh, Michael Winner to be able to write a strong female, (laughs) then the argument has already been lost.
2: We didn't even need it. That's the point. You don't need it.
0: We also get a nice part here where uh, this lady, she's a public defender and she admits to Kersey that sometimes she just hates all the creeps that she has to help.
1: That is the thing that I think if you built on a little bit more that the purpose that she serves, you know, and it's, she's a catalyst for him to sort of talk about the past a little bit.
0: I think it's just kind of like, you know, she's got to help all these people that are probably just it's not every day that a sun bleached piece of old fruit walks into her life. A raisin.
1: He is a California raisin. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's just kind of like once you see a man like that, you realize like, oh, oh That 20-year-old drug addict that I helped, he should be shot in the street.
2: (laughs) I'm tired of all these liberals. When will I just get a conservative? Oh, there he is. Yeah. When
0: will an elderly real man walk into my life?
1: I think that scene, if I'm writing this as a fucking red hat, like Reagan era you know I wish I could go out and and fucking shoot gangs of diversified children I think I'd try to figure out how to have her bitch even more about the public defendant aspect
0: she should have been on it from scene 1 that she's in like yeah normally all these people come in they're they disgust me but not you yeah.
1: And she could even give more like backstory into the gang. You know, mm-hmm. she could have like some guilt about, you know, you know how many of these guys I've gotten off, but I wish I could have, you know, get that got, drop, gotten got you off paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> I'm ready to go
0: again. Uh, let's see. At this point, he tells
1: her he likes opera.
0: Yeah. And then she asks him, Is that true? No, of course not. <laughs> it's restful. <laughs> uh, at this point, I have that. I don't know if I'm skipping something, but Kersey has like a little shootout with Fraker at this part. Like, this is kind of where he loses Wildy. He's getting chased by some guys.
1: Oh, this is uh, where he, uh, the Cuban goes after him. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Fraker, yeah. Fraker gets the, the, the Cuban all fucked up on some crank. Mm-hmm. Cuban's going to kill
0: the knight.
2: No needles.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this guy's chasing Kersey around. Kersey ends up losing Wilde at one point. Um, this is where they ba- he basically ch- chases him up onto a roof. Kersey gets the jump on him, throws him off the roof, he looks like. Like we have entered ragdoll physics into the film.
3: <laughs> it looks like, like a uh, video game where you put if a you special code a in. You kicked a GI
1: Joe off of a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the chief. The, the audio recording of the fall that they had was longer than the actual fall. Mm-hmm. Like, it. It already hit. That that was like a six-story fall. Like the yell. And it was maybe a two story fall.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, the, we're kind of back in the apartment. The chief is meeting with Kersey. He, he smashes a roach with his bare hand and wipes it on a blanket. <laughs> would you guys do that? I hate roaches, man. Like, I could not just mash one with my bare hand. I
2: mean, if it was, like, crawling on me or something, I guess, but...
0: uh, I guess I'm more of a rat guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rats,
0: fucking bears. Goddamn. If there's a roach in the rat pit, though, I'm freaking out.
1: (laughs) Uh, I just love the Sam Peckinpah, uh, like, imagery here. mm Mm-hmm. You know,
0: well, yeah, I mean, it's very kind of like like you were saying with immediate payoff, like the chief smashes this roach. Kersey basically says, like, it's like roaches. You got to kill them all. Yeah. Well, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Uh, Fraker calls up a local shop owner at this point. And he's like, oh, you better get back here. Your wife's not doing too well. <laughs> She's got a headache or something.
2: Does does this guy have everybody's phone number?
1: How is this shit not admissible in court? How does this guy not say, well, there's a phone record of him calling me right after he slices my wife's throat. I stood here and saw him. Like, how is he not like, that's that's evidence enough for him to be locked up and investigated,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: you know? You would think and i would forgive it if it was if they leaned in a little bit more to him being a fucking genius and he called him from a different place right you know what i mean like he call, he's on the phone with him but there's two other goons up there mm-hmm. so
0: this poor guy uh, now we're back over to Bennett and Kersey I guess Bennett has had enough at this point. He has a 30 caliber Browning machine gun that he's just been setting on for this whole time.
2: Well, it's obviously Charlie has stolen from the
0: government. And
1: it's two of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dan, when you worked for the government, (laughs) um, throwing stuff away, did you ever come across... Some Browning machine guns.
2: That is classified information. I have never worked for the government.
1: Sounds like a yes. Yeah. I run a laundromat. Open that cabinet behind you. Now you admit to <laughs> running
0: a laundromat. Yeah, mat. this is the exact moment you choose to uh, <laughs> admit an, to owning a laundromat. An,
2: an hour and 37 minutes. You need to cut that. <laughs> No, I'm not opening my closets. Get out of get out of my house, fools. Uh
0: Kersey he says, "Hey, don't don't do this yet. Give me one day to deal with Fraker."
2: Let yeah. me let me order some more explosives from Acme
0: first. Uh, now we're at at Kersey date number 2 with Miss Davis. Uh, she just she really wants to see Cursey before she leaves to go visit the sister who she did previously say she hates,
2: and like sports over.
1: She's just got to get away for a little bit.
0: Cursey uh, gives her a little sweet talk by letting her know that his former wife and daughter have been killed. So there is a chance. I mean, if you got to get a lady in the mood, this is the kind of thing you lay on them. Uh, the but two, it's
1: after he—it's after they go to town.
0: Do they? Yeah, I guess he does tell them he, about. He, they've boned first. Yeah, He's sitting so. in the chair. Yeah. A, a moment of clarity for Kersey after <laughs> ejaculating. I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've admitted to some things <laughs> in those moments.
0: He's, po- he's post coital. He's realizing what his life is. Sorry,
1: babe. It
2: doesn't get me off as much as shooting scum in the streets.
1: You know that one time I told you I ran the dishwasher? I didn't.
0: So he, he basically, they, they do bang. He tells them, he, he tells her, you know, my wife and daughter have died violently. <laughs>
1: Hub. He almost he almost forgets about the daughter. <laughs> he says, "I told you I used yeah. to be married, but she was murdered, and then my daughter, <laughs> and then he like like he almost. It's like oh yeah, that's right. It's like Chuck, the daughter.
0: Don't forget the daughter, uh, Davis. You know she's not real enamored with the way this conversation's going. She says she's a little hungry. Would like to go out for some dinner.
2: Well, how would you feel after you got fucked by Charles Bronson, Kyle? You
0: know, I guess I'm more disturbed by the serious tone of the conversation being immediately switched to dinner talk. <laughs> I would hope that, you know, you tell the the woman who's half your age that you're banging about your dead wife, she'd be a little sympathetic. Oh, cool. I'm hungry. Yeah, pretty much. Enough of that. Let's go get some food. Uh, so the two decide to go out for dinner. The place is open late, luckily. <laughs> because these two have been banging till three a.m. Uh, on the oh, way they out,
1: ran out of condoms. <laughs> it's New York, though, right?
0: That's right. It's always open. On the way out to dinner, Kersey just wants to stop and pick up his mail. Who knows what kind of great packages he's gotten? I'm expecting an Uzi. How do you not open them immediately in the post office? Self-control. However, when Kersey's getting his mail, Fraker shows up. He knocks out Davis, uh, and they basically just start rolling the car down a hill. When it gets Mm -hmm. to the bottom of the hill, it hits another car, and they both explode. An 80s car explosion. (laughs) I mean, that car is... Same year as back to the future. How much speed do you think that car picked up? Five, seven (laughs) miles an hour. It just... It couldn't be enough for an explosion.
2: This is what we get from here on out, though.
0: Yes. Uh, At this point, the chief shows up. They're taking Kersey. Wait.
1: Do you think that when the guys were trying to rob the car or steal the car... That he shot, didn't they, like, get in there and fuck with a bunch of wires and shit?
0: Well, it looked like the... Hadn't
1: they cut out the radio and stuff? Yeah, the one
0: guy had the radio out. Yeah,
1: so maybe that guy fucking around with the car made it a little bit more susceptible to uh, an explosion. Maybe he voided the warranty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) These are all aftermarket parts. You can't... (laughs) (laughs) You can't expect to, to bring it back in like this. Hey, hey, old man, you looking for car parts? I got what you need over here. There's an Alpine subwoofer in the back of this. Uh, the chief shows up. They're taking Kersey into protective custody. Things have gotten too serious at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bennett's little shop where he repairs taxi meters and clocks.
1: So... So one white woman dies in a five-mile-an-hour car explosion. It's time to simmer down. Now. Now, now, now it's time for the cops to get involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when a poor immigrant woman is brutally raped and murdered,
0: eh, eh. Uh, Bennett's shop gets firebombed. Um, th- that explosion is awesome. It's like
2: five minutes long.
1: It's, it's awesome. I was like, God. They sh- they shot that thing on seven different cameras. It's
2: like, fuck, this place is still going up? Jesus.
0: Uh, Bennett isn't able. He, he runs over to Kersey's place, but Kersey isn't there, of course. Uh, and then Bennett decides to take matters into his own hands. He gets his machine gun out. He walks to his fire escape where... He basically aims it at a group of hoodlums. They say he's got a gun, immediately starts to run away. Bennett fires, but no bullets come out. And they say, like, the gun's not working. Get him. It's not working. Kill the motherfucker. They basically run up. Bennett kind of punches, or he hits a couple of them with the machine gun, but they're able to throw him off of the fire escape. Uh, Kersey goes to visit him in the hospital. Bennett tells him there's still one gun remaining. Use it and blow the scum away.
2: (laughs) I put in here at this point, I was like, these cops really need to be defunded. I think they deserve it here in this film.
0: This movie is just like a good paycheck away from being American Psycho. Like if all these people had just been extremely wealthy.
2: Yeah, I can get that vibe.
0: Um, let's. See. I can
1: watch this movie and absolutely enjoy the bloodlust, mm-hmm. and everything. Like I get this to me as a comedy more than anything, but. My political leanings I watch this and I don't I don't think oh Guns would solve The issue it's it absolutely Does the opposite effect on me and I think Oh this is a social issue Right like Obviously these people have no other social Infrastructure So it's forced you know what I mean Like without getting into it has the Absolute opposite effect on me I get in terms of The politicalness of it
0: I get exactly what you're saying, but this movie is also running at such a tin for the entire thing that I am kind of like, you know what? Guns do solve this issue, like this specific issue.
2: No, it doesn't. Because whenever you kill one of them, 10 of them pop up.
0: Yeah. I think if we follow the progression of this, it just, you just need more bullets. <laughs> I agree with you. They keep multiplying, but there's clearly a way to solve that problem. Uh, let's see. Kersey, he picks up a few more packages from the mailbox at this point. Uh, My favorite. Kersey goes and grabs machine gun number two. It's like a
2: fucking video. It's like Grand Theft Auto.
0: It is. <laughs> yes. It does get to a point where it's like... You could it, go
2: into the ammo shop and just
0: refill all your shit. Yeah, yeah. You have finally gotten enough money to just build an arsenal. You've unlocked that room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kersey grabs machine gun number two. This is where Hernandez meets him.
1: Uh, Rodriguez? Oh, yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. God damn it, Kyle. This is the most pathetic hey, part. I was... Uh, all I have is this zip gun?
0: Yeah. Kersey is literally, he has the <laughs> wildy. stick. Well, he has a, a Browning machine gun. He has a rocket launcher. He has the wildy, He has a six shooter. It's like, just give him a gun already. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> no,
0: I need all these.
1: <laughs> I think that's the sort of go-between also, like in terms of political philosophy, mm-hmm. is if you sort of build up the, the people around them, you know, right, right. Because they like later on in the movie, there's uh, a bunch of the gang members get shot, and then they show a bunch of random good guys run out mm-hmm. and take like take their shit, and then they sort of start on a different front, right. But what's the Death Wish three that is Paul Kersey showing them all how to shoot and giving them all machine guns like that? Training I think camp? would have been awesome. Yeah. Then it's really a samurai movie. Like, you know, sh- like training all of these people how to fight.
0: Uh, we do find out at this point that Kersey does have a Lars min- missile launcher. It's anti-tank, anti-personnel. The rounds are self-propelled and armor-piercing. Uh, this is where we get the line Rodriguez says, I have a zip gun <laughs> Which is basically a Tube that shoots makeshift Bullets It's a boom wand Kersey goes to the fire Escape, he starts Mowing down hoodlums with the machine gun He's also holding it By the barrel, holding the barrel Yeah, <laughs> the hottest part That <laughs> That would exist on that gun. Bronson's leather
1: skin, though, is so dead. I think there's no nerve, in, like no nerve endings
0: that are going to react mm-hmm. to it. He's like a fine leather jacket that's been washed and soaped several mm-hmm. times over,
1: yeah. just been beaten and worn.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fraker at this point calls for some reinforcements, which is kind of a crazy scene. <laughs> he uses yeah. his full name. This is John Dylan Fraker. <laughs> Social 498. <laughs> uh, so he calls in these. Uh, it's also a crazy scene because we've previously seen him beat to death a rival gang member. Mm-hmm. It seems like if you called for help, everyone would just be like, no. <laughs> they would respond the same way Cursey would if you asked him to fulfill his bargain to deliver a bust or two. No. No. Uh, Fraker's reinforcements do show up. They basically come in like uh, the video game Road Rash. It's just guys on motorcycles with pipes and chains. The cops at this point start showing up. They're, they say they're responding to a riot. Uh, Fraker's guys start firebombing everyone. Did you guys see the scene where like Fraker firebombs someone and the lady literally runs out covered in like that flame retardant jelly?
1: Oh, on the, uh, the stairs? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like a bad guy gets shot or killed, right? Then a good person falls out of the room on fire. Mm-hmm. Then two bad guys fall out of the room on fire. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see. Kosey, Kersey, at this point, mows down a few more people with the Wildy. Uh, the gangs start burning buildings. They're fighting the cops. So we're in just, like, all-out chaos mode at this point. What's his accuracy at this point?
2: I try Wil- to
0: with
1: keep With Wildy, track. he's almost... I think throughout the movie, he's, what, 70%,
0: 80%? I think there's a part where there are some guys on a roof, and he has, like, a couple missed shots, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, the third one lands, so...
1: He's got, like, Princess Leia-level accuracy. Mm Mm-hmm. Dan, you said you tried to keep track?
2: I tried to keep track of... of Bronson's body count. And... At this point, it just went out of control.
1: I wonder if a, a better nerd than us.
2: I'll I'll get to that. I got a, I got a total body count for the whole film.
0: Oh, okay. Thanks, Dan. Uh, at this point, Kersey stops uh, attempted rape. I mean, you got to get one more attempted rape into a movie oh, like oh. this. It's a death wish, man. Yeah. Always got time for rape. Uh, Fraker blows up some cops. That's
2: actually to interrupt you Winner's girlfriend at the time wow that girl that got raped
0: the second one really?
2: yeah that's who he was dating and then she came back later on with the me too movement and was like yo he forced me to do all kinds of shit and like he pretty much treated me like a sex slave and so Winner is not a winner
1: yeah yeah now I know um, the other woman that had the unfortunate role, um, Deanna Troy from Star Next Trek Generation. Yeah. yeah, she came out and said that he was, it was an a pretty miserable too. experience. Yeah, it yeah, wouldn't
2: let yeah. him put like blankets on because it was cold yeah. and like shit like that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. she she was. Uh, I think it's in. It might be in that canon documentary where they talk about like. Yeah, I mean, he, like. She was freezing there and he was just like, yeah. No, you can't put anything on. It's for the lighting. Like yeah, just some we're trying bullshit to the lighting right. excuse. Fucking dicks. Uh so Fraker like everything has fallen into all out chaos. We do get a quick shot back to Bennett. He's watching it and he just fucking loves it. Uh some citizens unite to start fighting the gang at this point. I, to kinda, the people.
1: I get Bennett though. You know, I've been at plenty of parties in my younger days where I just was like in a fucking mood, <laughs> you know? And like two people start arguing or there's like some drama and you're just like this. Yeah. Let's just let it go. Fuck it.
0: You know, remember parties? Sure.
1: What are those?
0: Yeah. I went to them all the time. Huge party guy. <laughs> <laughs> Take note, listeners. We're old. You get party. You get Laundry Dan, but you also get Party Kyle.
2: I like when you turn into Rat Bile.
0: Yeah. Rat Bile is my final form, (laughs) it's what I evolve into.
2: (laughs) Can you please dress up as Rat Bile for Halloween?
0: Dude, I dress up like Rap every day. I'm on the earth.
1: This as we see you now is your costume.
0: Yeah. It's like I've I've worn it so long that it just is who I am now.
2: That's the new name of this fucking podcast.
1: Rap Rapile <laughs> Rap Bile and the Party Guys. Mm hmm. <laughs> Bean agrees. Yeah. Uh, Sounds like Bean's enjoying that oil treatment. Oh, she loves it, dude.
0: Uh, Kersey takes out another guy at this point with the knife board. So, Dan, this is where, you know, we're not on nails anymore. We're into the knife territory.
2: Damn, Bronson, Kevin, I don't know what to call you.
0: Uh, Rodriguez saves Kersey with his zip gun, which is... I mean, if you're talking about Cursey's accuracy, this zip gun is dialed in.
2: Hey, Rodriguez is pretty good with that uh, that boomstick there. And I love that they show him reloading it. Because, of course, everyone's
0: like, how the fuck does that work? <laughs> uh, Ted almost. Is it Ted or Bill? Which one did we land on? He's Bill. Bill. All right, Bill almost kills Cursey, but the chief ends up saving him at this point. Uh Kersey and the chief start mowing down some bad guys. Kersey at this point is out of his wildy bullets, but he decides that he's going to double back to the apartment for some more.
2: What do we say Bronson and the chief are doing a good old side by side?
0: Yeah.
1: They they did a side by side once.
0: <laughs> they've kind of turned into some buddy cops at this point.
1: That
2: should uh, have been the fucking sequel.
0: Side by side?
2: <laughs> no, just them two in a buddy cop like movie.
0: Death
1: Wish Four, side by side. Yeah, I would watch that, dude. Kersey and the Chief. Uh, Do you always violate people's constitutional rights?
2: They stole the diamonds. Whenever I can. Now we, now we have to go to Malibu.
1: Do you guys? when you watch like a 70s 80s movie do you think about like a revolver like do you think you would carry a revolver or do you think you'd be the like as soon as i can have a 45 or a 9
0: i'm carrying that no i would i would want to be a grizzled like even after they've moved you know to the nine millimeters i would want to still be carrying a like a snub nose revolver right I think it's a
1: a pretty specific choice you have to make as a cop.
0: You know? Do you think you can still opt for one? Nowadays? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think
1: that I think the the Glock is like a standard, like that nine mil is a standard. Mm. I mean I'm sure all cops have a snub nose on their ankle. <laughs>
0: I wonder That's, if there's like a
1: had the serial number scratched off so they can throw it on a kid.
0: <laughs> I bet there's a like a like a aging cop somewhere that his snub nose got grandfathered in. Like they can't get it away from him.
1: To me, the split really is like lethal weapon, Riggs and Murtaugh. Like Murtaugh has a revolver, Riggs has. The semi-automatic you know riggs riggs riggs
2: you really are crazy like we got the tail end of silver bullet like a few weeks ago rich was <laughs> like is that gary busey i'm like yeah it is
1: Corey hey i'm gonna build you a badass wheelchair this All is right. crazy <laughs> <laughs> We got to do Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet's fucking great.
2: (laughs) That's one of my
0: favorite movies. God damn, we got to do that movie. (laughs) Hot damn, yeah. Uh,
1: You really are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Riggs.
0: Fraker basically sees Kersey double back. He decides to follow. Uh, Kersey's sitting there loading up the Wildy. But Fraker gets the drop on him. Luckily, the chief shows up. Uh, he kind of gets the drop on Fraker. Starts shooting. Sorry, him.
1: Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. What we've not talked about at all is that uh, Kersey has a a bulletproof vest.
0: Yeah, stab. We hint- stab-proof, yeah. bulletproof, does it all.
1: Yeah. Before he threw Cuban off the roof. Yeah. We we were shown that that he's been wearing a, a bulletproof vest. Uh,
0: The chief draws on Fraker, uh, shoots him, and Fraker goes down. Um, Basically, the two get back to whatever they were doing, and this is where we learn that Fraker pops back up. He says, hey, I've got a bulletproof vest just like you. Uh, The chief says, you know, you can't kill us both. So Fraker turns to the chief, and this is where Kersey picks up the Lars rocket launcher and just blasts this dude through through the side of the building.
1: Dan, how hard did you come at this part?
2: <laughs> I didn't come. I said, what is the hair product that these two have in their hair? Because there's not even a strand out of place.
1: The Oh, I have so many notes here. So... As a person who's tried to make several independent movies, the shot of Fraker's gun that does the 90 degree like over to the chief is such a like cool out of place shot that every like independent filmmaker has tried to do like that sort of like, oh, let's track. So every time I watch this, I think of that.
2: How many times have you seen Death Wish 3?
1: uh 10
2: god damn
1: so this it's is like a 90 total... minute it's like 90 minutes
2: this is a total treat for you
1: oh yeah this is such a great ending though to this whole thing like it's so satisfying
0: and i mean that basically is the ending fraker gets blown out of the building Mm-hmm. The chief turns to Kersey and says, "Hey, I'll buy you a few minutes. Yeah, get out of here."
1: Kersey takes 5 minutes and changes. <laughs> yeah, we know he's he showers. Kersey
0: gets out of his suit. Packs some Grabs bags. his
1: overnight bags. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, he, he and then we get a shot of him walking with his bags uh, down a burning decimated street. <laughs> and then the credits start. That's the movie. Yeah.
1: Tell me this isn't a fucking samurai
0: movie. Mhm. I mean there are certainly a lot of samurai beats to it. I would argue there's certain beats. <laughs> <laughs> is that me? Is that No. Is that Is that the rat bile voice? Why do I I would argue.
2: Why don't you take some time, Kyle, and officially wrap up the, or I guess we got some history to do and shit like
0: that. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll wrap it up. That those where the credit starts. That's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Final thoughts?
0: It's fucking awesome. Like I said at the top, this is uh, this is like truly one of the most I think hardcore like Republican films but it was also made at a point in time where that was they were still like having fun with that idea. This movie is kind of mean to certainly every female in it, but uh it's also still like over the top and enjoyable in a lot of ways. Dan, this was your first watch. What are your final thoughts?
2: It's not bad. I was entertained through the whole thing, which which said only 92 minutes, which is, I think, just perfect for the length of this film.
0: I mean, say what you will about the business practices of Golan and Globus, the men behind Canon Films, but they knew how to edit down a film to get it to play in a theater. Yeah. They knew their audience. They knew their audience, and they they literally would just... If you delivered a a two-and-a-half-hour movie, they were going to cut it down to 90 minutes because it would screen more times in a theater. And boobs. Yep. Mm -hmm. Lots of boobs, lots of violence. I mean, they knew what they were doing. Well, I did do a little bit of research on
2: Death Wish 3, which was released November first, 1985. So I was alive. So it was Bones. Yep. The budget was $9 million. The box office brought in $16.1 This is a... Uh,
0: it's a hit. It's a hit, guys. Not a bad return on investment there, so... I think that's our first hit.
1: What do you think Bronson takes of that? You think he takes a cool... Bronson... Cool million?
2: ...takes $1.5 for this film. But Bronson wanted more money. So they offered the lead role to none other than Chuck motherfucking Norris. Chuck Norris turned it down saying that the violence in the movie was too negative. He didn't he didn't feel like the violence was respectable, I guess. So he turned it down. It eventually went back. To, they gave Bronson more money so he took it. Uh, This is the last one directed by Michael Winner. Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin is credited for the soundtrack. But from what I read, he also did Death Wish Part 2. And I guess Winner didn't like any of the stuff that he was coming up with for 3, so he just kind of re-edited what he gave for 2. So that's I think why the soundtrack is fucked up because the soundtrack was terrible.
0: Yeah, Jimmy, it fucking sucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was a few scenes in there, or one of the a few scenes that didn't make it. uh, They had a male-on-male rape scene in the prison that I guess was never filmed and got cut. Uh, the Wildy 475 man Now, here's the
1: thing. I would never wish rape on anybody, but if that fucking guy that broke the toilet <laughs> was made to feel a little bit worse, I'm all for it. That might fucking have been asshole. What it was. Uh, Maybe while his head was stuck in the bars, somebody fondled his fucking gooch. Oof. Fucking asshole. <laughs> Shit pisses me off. The, Breaking a toilet.
2: The widely... Uh, 475 Magnum is actually Bronson's handgun in real life. So that's just what he fucking carried around.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, don't the sales of the thing shoot up? Yeah. Every time. Every time.
2: Yeah. I think the producers, was it the producers or no, I think it's the gun maker said, yeah, every time that it appeared on cable television, he said till this day, like they see jumps for that gun in
0: sales. Why go to the prop department? I already have a gun right here. <laughs> here.
2: Uh, it's been said multiple times, uh, Bronson, he didn't do a lot of interviews or anything like that. Uh, he wasn't happy with this film from the get go. He said it was a little too bonkers. Uh, said Bronson was 64 while filming this film, which was, I was like, holy shit. I wouldn't have guessed that. And the body count for the film. Does anyone want to take a guess?
1: Mine's going to be skewed because when we made mention of it, I pulled something up, so.
2: Kron?
0: 130.
2: Mm -hmm. I was coming up with 83. That's what I found a few times.
1: So on this website they have Paul Kersey with 52 kills fracker with 8 Shriker with 8 and then a few people with a handful so 16 68 yeah rough almost 80 kills
2: how much for bronson 52 i got up to 43 and i lost i lost count
1: yeah. And I, I'm i saying 30 of those are probably with the handgun. Yeah. Like as much as he... I feel like they don't really kill that many with the machine gun.
2: Nah, because it's only like four dudes at one time. Yeah. For each group, really.
1: It's such an interesting thing. Like the as great as it is to think about his accuracy with that handgun there's so little that you have to shoot and cover with that from like a filmmaking perspective you know just fucking aim right here charles shoot
2: let him have it yeah but yeah that's all i got i mean i mean i think did you watch the canon documentary kyle uh,
0: yeah, I watched it probably I don't know a month ago.
2: I know there is a lot of stuff uh, Alex Winter said.
0: Yeah, there's like a funny little tidbit in it where he talks about um, how Bronson would have someone like drive him to set, which was literally like a ten foot drive. Like you could have you could have walked it in a minute or less.
2: Yeah, I think somebody asked him, like, what was it like working with Bronson? And he was like, it was more like watching a dude golf than it was, like, acting. Yep. Because, like, he clearly, like, didn't want to be there and (laughs) wasn't very happy. But, I mean, that's all I got for, uh, for research, gentlemen.
1: What do you think that is? Do you think it's an embarrassment...
0: I think he Do you think there's Well, I think he was a dude that was kind of like a big action film guy and this is definitely on, you know, probably by a point where he's like, "Oh, this is the downside of my career." Like I'm literally just doing stuff for a paycheck.
2: That's what I said, you know. to say money cuz he was already disputing before it even started, so
1: He I just I just think a lot about like Connery or Paul Newman, like these actors, these guys that we associate as like, you know, fucking men, you know, John Wayne, like, is there, do you think there's an element of embarrassment about being an actor in this? Like not being a, cause these, these guys pretend to be this way. Like Bronson's a fucking cut dude and Paul Newman could race cars, but do you think there's an element of, like, not feeling as tough as they're presenting?
2: They probably have to live up to that persona every time they're in, not in a movie.
0: Yeah. I think, too, it's probably just, you know, you're watching, like, your paycheck dwindle plus the overall budget dwindle. Like, you're not the draw that you used to be. And now you're doing these, like, kind of crazier and crazier films that are getting more into, like, exploitation territory. Yeah.
1: That's true, too. I mean, when you look at these guys, like, at their height, like, Bronson's in fucking Peckinpah movies and Sergio Leone movies, like, well, I guess, in hindsight, those are awesome, but at the time, those were considered exploitation. But I'm just fascinated by, in the... In the spectrum of actors and performers, the guys that are considered the tough guys, you know.
0: I think he probably had movies like earlier in his career where he thought like, oh, this is like a traditionally, you know, manly kind of role, whereas this might be more, you know, off the wall kind of shit. So,
1: yeah. I, don't know, I think I might think about this a lot because my the my grandfather the hot dog guy you know he was definitely a fucking western you know John Wayne fan Charles Bronson you know I'm sure he could fucking recite Death Wish like crazy but he's also the type of guy that would say any other actor that ran their mouth about some social issue you know should shut the fuck up Mm-hmm. You know, real man is blah blah blah, but, but then still watch Bronson and shit. And I, that's got to be an interesting torch to carry, right? From Bronson's perspective, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays, a red-blooded conservative man is Hollywood elite, fucking liberal. Like anybody from Hollywood's a fucking liberal. So, yeah, it is kind of weird.
1: Right, but at the same time, we think that Jason Statham is an actual badass. Well, like he, like physically, yes, he could do some shit. No, but... man, he's English.
2: Like, come
1: on. Okay, bad example. Fucking... The Rock. No, now he's got kids. So who, who's our Bronson now? Tom Hardy? Are we down to? Hardy has the interesting thing of, I feel like Hardy could actually kick somebody's ass, but he's still an actor.
2: I think I would lose to a fight to Tom Hardy, but I think I could probably hold my own for a little bit. Could you beat up Leonardo DiCaprio?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't have to think about that.
2: Kyle, could you beat up Jonah Hill?
1: Yeah, I think I could take Jonah Hill.
2: I don't know. I think I'm betting on Jonah
1: Hill. He does
2: okay. uh, fucking...
1: What's the, the... martial arts He shit. does BJJ, I think, but I think... Kyle, what? what's the, the level of actor that you don't think you could take?
0: I don't think you could name someone that I couldn't beat in a okay. fight. I mean, they're going to come in trying to trying to save their persona. I'm going to be I'll go for eyes, dude. I'll go for the groin. Like Right. You could beat it.
2: you could beat Hulk Hogan.
0: Dan. Yeah, he's
1: bloated. Dan, let's take 30 seconds you and I alternate and name off guys and see if Kyle thinks he could take. Them. He's gonna
2: say yes to every single one. That's of them.
1: not true. I'll start Johnny Depp. Yeah, I could definitely beat Johnny Depp.
0: He wears like ten bracelets and rings every day.
1: I know he fuck that scratch your fucking face out. No, dude. dude, it's soft. He could choke you with one of those scarves. Mm-mm. Plus, he's a wino, so he's not feeling a whole lot.
0: Next actor. Tom, ahead, Tom Cruise? Mm, little guy, but he's he seems scrappy. I think that'd be a fair fight. But can you take him? Yeah, I could take him. So you're, you think you'd...
2: you're winning in the end?
0: Yeah. Wow. He's old. T- he's probably hurt his body on all those stunts. Tom Holland. No, I thought you were going to go with Tommy Lee Jones, and that looks like a guy that could kick my dick into the ground. <laughs> but you went with Tom Holland and I'm pretty sure I could be him.
2: Uh, Javier Bardem.
0: Ooh. Yeah, he'd be too he'd be too flashy with his fighting. Ted Danson. <laughs> no, dude. Guy looks like he's got a hell of a right hook. He's all elbows, man. Well, I think he could I think he could drive pretty good off that frame. Clooney. Mm. Oh, you could take
1: Clooney. Yeah, Clooney's too. You know, you take Clooney. He's pretty posh. Man. He's soft, man. He's like Cary Grant, soft. Yeah. Clooney would
2: be like, "Are we really gonna do this, or you just want to like <laughs> hang out and have a beer,
1: man?" Yeah. Well, I'd hang out and have a beer with Clooney before, after you fucking knocked his dick in the dirt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably after, but. Alright that ends this segment I could beat all those actors
1: (laughs) Thanks for being a good sport Except
0: for Tommy Lee Jones who would probably destroy me
1: I I think that's a good call
0: Yeah Do
2: we want to Do we want to rate my letterboxed?
0: Okay Uh, This is my movie So I go last
2: I'll go first I got Bones at a 3. I got Kron at a 3.5. I'm
1: going to put Dan at a 2.5. Kron, I'm going to put you at a
0: 4. Ooh. I'm going to go Bones 3.5, Dan 3. expose yourself Dan
2: going with three gentlemen pretty good pretty good I was entertained little bonkers there at the end but eh I still liked it
1: going with a three myself I uh I can't consciously rate this higher than black dog but it's absolute bonkers. I admitted to having watched it like 10 times and I will watch it again.
0: Uh, I would give this a 3.5. I think that's fair for this. Uh, You know, I think it kind of, at the beginning at least, is trying to keep a foot into some kind of reality. And I, I almost wish that they had abandoned that and just gone full tilt with this thing. I feel like they get there by the end of it, but, you know, more rocket launchers, more Browning machine guns.
1: It's a bummer that the fourth one doesn't do that. Right, right. It's a real bummer. Well, we continue the trend of me um, overthinking it. (laughs) Even editing last week's episode, I was like, I need to try to aim a little higher and i went too high but dan you're our big winner you got both of us correct
2: thanks guys you did it bud letterboxd average on this film is a 3.1 okay
0: i mean we're right there if you average you guys both had three and i had 3.5 we're coming in at like 3.17 does that uh where's that put it <laughs> that puts it at the top of the list, my boys. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this I is had the a, new... I had a feeling. The new Damn number it. one film of the podcast. Okay.
1: Congratulations, Karan. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I kind of want to ask, objectively, this is no better. This is not better than Black Dog, but mm-hmm. I get where it's more fun. So,
0: I think objectively it is. No. Yeah. I mean, I would watch this again over Black Dog. I don't
1: feel dirty watching Black Dog. I feel like this. there's a dirty hump you have to get
0: over. Yeah. I mean, I feel like any Death Wish movie, maybe you just kind of like... It's like by the time you see two, you at least kind of know what you're in for.
2: I don't know. I yes. never, I've never seen two. No, you haven't? No, I haven't seen two, guys. Oh,
1: man. I wish I would have brought up I know. more things throughout the movie to explain it for you better.
0: Yeah. Did you pick up on the ice cream thing, though? Uh, no. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's actually a reference to the second one. Yeah, uh. dude.
0: Uh, did you pick up, uh, whenever he started, uh, killing people vigilante style that that was a callback to the first movie? Yeah, I yeah. got,
2: I got that one. I got that one.
1: Dan, okay. would you, I need to, I want to kind of start asking you every week. Is this a movie that you would play at the laundromat?
2: Um, it's definitely for rent at the laundry mat.
1: For rent, which you would never put it on. Like this is Oh no, I got children in there and
2: it's
0: probably too much to put on a a family. You want to put it on the corner TV, like up in the in the top left corner. Yeah. Uh,
2: God, guns, and family. Like that's what we go for.
0: I think this movie has all those things.
2: (laughs) Minus family.
1: How do you guys feel about the category? Big assed. Do you think we lived up to it?
2: I thought it was a pretty well-rounded ass. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought we did a good job of not just picking, like, fucking monster movies.
1: Yeah. Is that a dig at me? No, that's a... For picking a monster movie? I no. think. We, I think we I, all I just, knew
2: there was going to be a monster movie in there.
0: Yeah, and somebody had to do it, and I did it. Okay. We I, all took okay. it in a different just direction, sure. and they were okay. all valid.
2: All right, well, Kyle, why don't you officially round up this Death Wish 3 for a good outro?
0: Uh, this was Five Day Rentals. We watched a little movie called Death Wish 3. It's now the number one film for the podcast. <laughs> Accept it. Take it into your heart. Watch it yourself. Find us on Spotify, find us on letterboxd find us on instagram and pretty shortly dan's going to be making tiktoks from the laundromat so (laughs) sign up there as well
1: can't wait um for those of you sticking around Uh, Every third episode, we're going to pick a new category. All right. Yeah.
0: Are you guys ready to pick the next category? Yes. Okay.
1: Can you give us a 30-second rough (sighs) bullshit intro into what this whole thing is and how this works?
0: (sighs) I'm going to do a lot of heavy lifting this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. Here we go. Here's the 30-second thing. Do you like red sauce? Do you like uh, bile? Because we're going to start picking a category for this thing Uh, So basically every third episode We pick the next three episodes major category We've got a little website pulled up Random.org We're going to punch in the numbers And see what we get Twenty two.
1: Oh, twenty two. I think, think that's Dan, right? I think that's
0: Dan's second pick. Uh, twenty
2: two. Are you guys ready? Yeah. The next category for five day rentals is going to be extremely extreme sports.